0: Well, welcome, Westover. Um, happy Mother's Day weekend. I'm Pastor Danae, as my dad said, and I'm the women's ministry pastor here. And we are here this weekend to celebrate moms. Moms, it is Mother's Day weekend. So I'm giving you permission right now do not do a single load of laundry, do not wash a single dirty dish this weekend. Let your family love on you, let them serve you. And we know that you work so hard day in and day out throughout the year, and we want to honor you this weekend. So moms, you know, the minute our child is born, the minute our first child is born, we realize that life as we knew it, it's over. It is over. Life will never be the same. Did you know that each child, by the time they are potty trained, will go through 8,000 150 diapers. Catch that number, moms. 8,150. And we probably feel like we changed 99% of those diapers. Uh, Also, undisturbed sleep is gone. Undisturbed sleep is gone. Not just for those few weeks at the very beginning when they're not sleeping through the night. It's like from now on, undisturbed sleep is gone. And then I feel like we really hit our mom stride the moment we start sounding like our own moms. That day came for me when my son was really young and he was doing something. And then all of a sudden I caught myself saying something my mom had always said to me. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, oh, I'm my mom. I'm my mom. But because of motherhood, our hearts will never be the same. Our hearts will never be the same. They did a survey once on a group of second graders and they asked them questions about moms. They asked them questions about moms and they want to get the perspective of a second grader. So they asked them questions about why did God make moms? And so I want to share with you some of their answers to those questions. The first question they asked is why did God make mothers? And one second grader said, She's the only one who knows where the scotch tape is. Another one said, mostly to clean the house. I know. And then another one said, to help us out there when we were getting born. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's apparently all we're good for. Um, another question they asked him is, what ingredients are mothers made of? And one kid said, God makes mothers out of clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world and one dab of me, just one. Another child said, they had to get their start from men's bones, then they mostly used string, I think. They asked him another question. Why did God give you your mother and not some other mother? And one child said, because we're related. I mean, that was obvious to them, right? And another one said, God knew she likes me a lot more than other people's moms like me. (laughs) This is true. And the last question they asked is, if you could change one thing about your mom, what would it be? And so one child said, she has this weird thing about me keeping my room clean. I'd change that. Another one said, I'd make my mom smarter. Then she would know it was my sister who did it and not me. And the last one, I love this one, I would get rid of those invisible eyes in the back of her head. And every mom in here knows we need those. They're like magical powers that we have. Now, I know some of these are the funny things that we think about regarding motherhood, and we probably have tons of funny stories about our kids. But today, I want to share with you some of the deeper things about moms, some of the deeper things I want to share with you about a mother's heart. I want to share with you about a mother's heart. And so today I want to look at a story in the Bible that we're probably pretty familiar with and we've heard, and it's the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And we typically only look at this story during Christmas. And so we think of Mary in the context of the Christmas story, maybe in the kids' Christmas program, and we see Mary there at the nativity. She's holding baby Jesus, and she's at the manger. But today I want to look at this story in the context of, and through the perspective of motherhood. Through the pers- perspective of motherhood. So if you would join me in Luke 2, we're going to start in verse 6. And this where we're picking up in this story is where Mary and Joseph have just arrived in Bethlehem. And she's going to give birth to baby Jesus. And it says there and starts in verse 6. While they, Mary and Joseph, were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning about what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. And here's what I want you to catch in verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. You see, without a doubt, this is the biggest moment of Mary's life. It's the biggest moment of her life. She just gives birth to baby Jesus in a barn with animals all around her and probably the most harsh and austere conditions she could ever imagine. And she's there and she had just for weeks had been riding on a donkey In the last weeks of her pregnancy, she gets to Bethlehem, she's ready to give birth and there is no room for her. There's no room for her to give birth to Jesus. So she ends up in a barn and she gives birth to baby Jesus there. Mom's remember the moment you gave birth to your child? Do you remember that moment? Do you remember looking at them and holding them for the first time and seeing them for the first time? You've waited months and months to meet them, and you can't wait to see that baby's face, and then they're there in front of you. That's what Mary's doing. That is the moment that she's at, and then the shepherds come, and they begin to worship Jesus, and they begin to adore him, and praise God, I mean, what a moment. But what I find so interesting in this passage is that Mary is silent. Mary says nothing. She ponders the moment. She holds the moment in her heart. She's silent. And I think in this, we find in this passage the heart of a mom. We truly see a mother's heart. And so today I want to share with you Three thoughts about a mother's heart. Three thoughts about a mother's heart. The first is that we need to prioritize the right things. We need to prioritize the right things. You know, there are many, many things that take up our time. We see in verse 19, but Mary treasured up all of these things. Moms, there are things that consume us. There are things, and there are many things around us that keep us busy. For example, we probably, if you're anything like me, you have a lot of things you have to make decisions about between what you're going to save and what you're going to discard. What are you going to keep, and what are you going to get rid of? If your fridge is like mine, it's covered in magnets, and on the fridge are artwork and colors And all of these things that your kids have made from school, right? And then it gets completely covered, and your fridge is completely covered. And then the day comes, and your kid comes home with more stuff, and they want it on the fridge. So you have to make that decision. What are you going to keep, and what are you going to discard? Or maybe your kids are like my kids, and they have these collections in their rooms. And so you're having to make decisions. At some point, you have to go through that room and clean it up and make a decision on what are you going to keep, And what are you going to discard? There are many things, moms, that we need to discard in life. There are many things that can drain us. They drain us. Responsibilities, to-do list, work, school, homework. They drain us. They drain our energy and they take us away from the things that we need to be focusing on. There are many wrong things that can rob us. They rob us, stress, frustration, feeling inadequate, feeling insecure, like we're not good enough. But as moms, we need to fight for the right things. We need to prioritize the right things. We need to prioritize those little moments with our kids. We need to prioritize those moments, those hugs, those kisses, the laughs, the smiles. We need to prioritize them. And I think sometimes as moms, we see the mess around us. We look at our situation, we look at what's going on, and all we see are messes. But today I want to encourage you, don't look at them as a mess. Because there are messes that we're going to miss later on. There are messes we're going to wish we had back. Like when your kid is little and they're sitting in the high chair... And your responsibility is to make sure they finish that last bite of baby food out of the jar. And it's probably that ugly green stuff that they never want to eat. And so you're taking that spoon and you're making all of those airplane noises trying to get that last bite in. Or you walk into the bathroom and there's water all over the floor because they just finished bath time and they were having lots of fun in the bathtub. Or you pick your kid up out of the bathtub and you wrap him in a towel and you get all wet Because you're holding them close or maybe it's all the screams and laughter as they run down the stairs because you say cookies are ready And they come to the kitchen Or maybe it's all the kisses that you give for those scrapes and boo-boos that are hurting and somehow your kisses make them feel better See treasure those moments Let's not get caught up in the whirlwind of life that we miss those moments that we, we get caught up in all of the busyness that we miss and treasure those moments. You see, a little uh, several years ago, my kids were much younger. They were like preschool age. And I was home with them one peaceful, peaceful afternoon. And my husband was out and I was by myself with the kids. And everything was going great. And then all of a sudden, it's like my mom antenna came on. Does anybody else have a mom antenna? And then all of a sudden, I realized, I realized it is really, really quiet. And every mom in here knows when it's quiet, that's not necessarily a good thing. So I decided, I was like, I need to inspect what's going on here. So I walked down the hallway, and I opened up the door to my daughter's room. And as I opened up the door to the room, I literally lost my breath. Because I'm standing there in the hallway and in the doorway, and I look, and my kids had found a box of nail polish. Yes, wait for it. And they had decided to open it, and they were painting my carpet. My carpet. They're painting my carpet. And, it's, and I, I literally was standing there. Awestruck, I I didn't quite know what I was going to do. And it was like a God-ordained thing because at that moment, my husband walked in the door and he saw the look on my face because I was not treasuring the moment. There was no treasuring happening here. And so he looked at my face and he quickly grabbed my kids and rescued them from my frustration. And I proceeded for the next several hours on hands and knees cleaning up Nail polish out of my carpet. And for anybody asking how long does it take to clean nail polish out of your carpet? It takes hours. Hours. So when it's all said and done, I call my mom. And so I call her up and I and I she answers the phone and I said, Do you know what your grandkids just did to my carpet? Do you know they're your grandkids? What they did to my carpet. And do you know what your pastor's wife said to me? Do you know what your pastor's? She laughed. She laughed and she laughed and she laughed. And I said, This is not funny. And she kept laughing. And she goes, Oh, sweetie, just give it a couple of years. You'll find this funny. Give it a couple of years. Get on the other side of it. This is going to be funny. It's been a couple of years. It is not funny. I still don't think this is funny. You see, it's easy to get caught in the craziness. It's easy to get caught in the whirlwind that we lose sight of what's important because we're busy and we're tired. Don't get caught in the crazy trap. Don't get caught in the crazy trap. The crazy trap is that place where we feel like we have the permission to vent and be angry and be frustrated because moms, there's a lot of craziness in motherhood. There's a lot of crazy times. I feel like sometimes that motherhood is craziness central station. And we feel like we're constantly having to navigate all of the craziness and the busyness that happens in life. You see, Mary, she knew she was going to give birth to the son of God. An angel came and told her, you are going to conceive the son of God and you're going to give birth to baby Jesus. And probably in her mind, she thought, well, if God is in this. And if God is about this, then everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. And then she gets there a couple months later. She ends up in Bethlehem, and there is no room for her. There's no room. Not what she probably expected. You know, in her mind, she's probably thinking, God, if you're in this, then everything should have worked out perfectly. But she's never angry. If you notice, she doesn't get angry she doesn't vent her frustration. She doesn't get stressed out. It said she treasured the moment. She treasured the moment. See, we can get caught up in the craziness of motherhood the chores, the to do lists, the homework, the this, the that, the cleaning, the, the laundry, all of it. And we forget to treasure the moment, treasure the season, treasure that stage that they're in because it goes by so quickly prioritize the right things a mother's heart prioritizes the right things the second thing a mother's heart does is it savors the good things it savors the good things it says in the verse 19 and she pondered them in her heart she pondered them in her heart See, when I think of pondering, I think of you're thinking of something over and over again. It's going around in your mind, and you almost begin to marinate in it. And you begin to savor that thought. And that's what Mary's doing in this moment. She's savoring and she's pondering the moment. She's probably wondering, what did this moment really mean? I mean, she knew he was the son of God. She knew he was sent to save the world. But I have to wonder as a mom, did she really know all that it was going to take out of her in order to, for Jesus to do his heavenly assignment? Did she know what it was going to take for him to save us? Did she know what it was going to take for her to be his support and his encourager? She pondered the moment. She savored it. See, as moms, we're always thinking, wondering, guessing, planning, worrying all the time our mind is never quiet it's never empty it's never not thinking about our kids we always ask the questions what do they need how can I help them what type of mom do I need to be for them and if you're anything like me we are kind of like the inspectors of our house we wear that inspector general hat and so every morning when your kids come down and they're getting ready for school, you run through these litany of questions that you have before they walk out the door. Do you have your backpack? Do you have your lunch? Do you have this? Have you all your papers signed? Are you ready to go? Did you brush your teeth? Please, did you brush your teeth? We ask all those questions, and then when they get home that evening, we go through another list of questions when they walk in the door. Did you bring everything home from school? Have you done your homework? Did you eat your dinner? Did you brush your teeth? Did you take your bath? We go through these litany of questions because we're always wondering, we're always guessing, we're always thinking about our kids. Someone once said, telling a mom to not worry about her child is like telling water to not get wet. It's just impossible. Someone else said that we moms don't sleep. We just worry with our eyes closed. We never are not thinking about our kids. But to savor the best things, savoring is to completely enjoy it. To completely enjoy the best things. It means for you to enjoy and have a positive outlook on the parts of motherhood that sometimes we don't have a positive outlook on. You see, in our family... Alexis is our eternal optimist eternal optimist She thinks everything has rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and the world is just a wonderful place She always has this positive outlook and thinks everything's gonna work out and we love love that about her And so a couple of weeks ago, we were in the car And we were driving somewhere and I was telling my husband I just, I kind of gotten down on myself over something and a project and I just didn't feel like I had done my best and I was beating myself up and just really was down and out of the back seat, my daughter piped up and she said, it's okay, mom, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to do your best. And you know, my mom heart just went soaring and I was like, yes, she's got it. We've been instilling this in her, and man, she's going to go far in life. We've done this right. I felt so proud. And then she finished her thought. Yeah. And she said, well, at least that's what I tell my friends when they're trying to be as cool as me at school. <laughs> and every the high that I was on came down real low, real quick, and it was like, mom, fail. Mom, fail. And every mom in here can probably relate to that there's moments we feel really 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 high and there are moments we feel really really low but we need to savor the good things savor the good things savor those high hopes and those dreams that you have for your kids you see god has big plans for your child and god has big hands to get them there savor the good things, savor the prayers that have been spoken over your children, savor the dreams in your heart that you have for them, for their future, savor the gifts and the strengths that you see inside of them, but we also need to savor the daily duties, those responsibilities that we have day in and day out, savor the daily duties, savor when you're giving them a bath, savor when you're inspecting teeth, savor those moments when you're packing lunches, Every single day of your life. Savor the moments when they give you that hug on their, their way out the door to go to school that day. Or maybe when they turn around and they give you a smile before they get on the school bus. Savor the daily moments. And we also need to savor the tearful times. The challenges that come. When your child is hurt by someone else. Or maybe when you watch your kid make a wrong choice. Or maybe you see them struggling in a specific stage trying to find direction. Or the first time that your student gets a broken heart. And savor the moment when they walk out the door and they go to college and they leave and transition out of your house. Savor the tearful times. See motherhood sees past the problems and holds on to the promises. Motherhood sees past all problems around you and it holds on to the promises in your heart hold on to the promises don't push them aside hold on to those encouraging words hold on to those prayers you've spoken over your kids because in motherhood sometimes it's hard and you look around at your circumstance and you look around at your situation and you say the, what I hold in my heart for my kids it's not reality it doesn't exist right now what I want for them I don't see happening hold on to the promise. Don't let go of that hope that you have. Because current challenges don't define future promises in a mother's heart. Current challenges do not define the future promises in a mother's heart. Savor the good things. A mother's heart prioritizes the right things. It savors the good things. And last, a mother's heart It holds on to the best things. A mother's heart holds on to the best things. In verse 19 it says, but Mary treasured up all of these things. See what I find interesting in this is that Mary didn't plan things. She didn't prioritize things. She didn't make a list. She treasured all those things. She held on to the best things. See, moms, there are treasures in our heart that are priceless. They don't have a price tag on them. Your heart is a treasure chest for your kids. And I've been sharing with the moms this morning, and I've been sharing with them and sharing with you, But right now, I'd like to take a moment, if you'll allow me, and share with the sons and the daughters in this room. Allow me to share some things that we as moms treasure about our kids and that we, they hold on for you. Because see, we vividly remember the day you were born. And we remember counting all your fingers and toes we remember looking in your eyes and gazing at you and wondering who you were going to end up being and what your future held. And we'd kiss the bottom of your feet as we'd put socks on you to keep you warm. And we would remember holding you as you'd fall asleep in our arms and just enjoying the warmth of your head on our chest. We would remember the times that we we would watch you discover new things, like hearing a bird sing for the first time. And we remember holding you and praying over you when you had fever at night. Even in our disapproval, it would always melt away because we saw the best in you. Your smile is our joy. Your love is our reward, your success is our fulfillment, and our prayer is to see you in heaven. You see, we learn as moms that a mother's willingness to love overcomes her capacity to be hurt. A mother's willingness to love her child overcomes her capacity to be hurt. And so we are very careful to guard that you only ever see the tears of joy and pride that we have in you. And anytime there are tears of sadness or disappointment, we cry those on our pillows at night. Because we see the best in you. So to every daughter and son here, your mom sees the best in you. And she holds on To the best. See, my dad, Pastor Jim, one time told me a story when he visited Angola State Prison. He had gone there to do some ministry in the prison and and minister to some inmates there. And while he was there, the prison warden kind of shared with him how an inmate's mom will always make sure that her son gets a visit. As long as the inmate's mother is alive that son will get a visit. Whether it's family, whether she comes herself, that inmate will get a visit. But the moment and the time that the inmate's mother passes away, the warden said it is not uncommon that the the inmate will no longer get visits. The family will stop coming and the visits will get fewer and fewer. Because you see, as long as a mother is alive, she will take care of her son. As long as the mother is alive, she'll make sure her son gets a visit. She'll make sure he's taken care of because a mother never lets go of her child. And so today, I wanna invite all the mothers in here, if you would stand. All of our moms that are here today, if you would stand. We have a gift to give you. And the ushers are going to begin to distribute the gift. It's a necklace. It's a heart necklace. I'm wearing it this morning. And they're going to pass it through. And we'd ask that all the moms take the necklace this morning. And we ask that only the moms in the room take one. We want to make sure we have one for everybody this weekend. It's been said to be a mother is to watch your heart walk around outside of your body. To be a mother means your heart walks around outside of your body. And every mom here knows the day your child was born, your heart wasn't your own anymore. It belonged to your kids. And so this necklace is going to be an example and a reminder that wherever you go, whatever you do, your heart belongs to your kids. It walks with them, it goes with them wherever they go, throughout life, as long as they are living, your heart follows them. And so, hold on to the best things. Hold on to the best things. Hold on to the hopes and the dreams that you have. Hold on to the future promises that you have in your heart for your your kids. You know, when, when we have that first sonogram of our kids, and you hear that heartbeat for the first time, and you hear your child's heart for the first time beat, it captures your heart. It captures your heart. And you never lose that sound in your mind. It's there from now on. And as you hold that necklace this morning, Let it remind you, you carry their heart and they carry yours. Your heart is the foundation of your family. Let your heart be the anchor of your home. And I would invite every mom here, if you would just take that, I want to pray a prayer over you and encourage you today that you would remember to hold on to the best things. Hold on to those promises that you have inside. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every mother that is here. I thank you for their heart, for their kids, and how, Lord, they, they carry such a deep burden and a hope for their future. I pray, God, that you would encourage their heart today, Lord. Let them know, Father, that they carry your heart and that as they go forward, that they would begin to know, Father, that they carry the heart of their kids and that they would be the encouragers of their home, Lord. Let their heart be the foundation of their home. And when sometimes they look around and what they hope for isn't reality, encourage them and let them know that you are holding on to hope with them. I thank you for every mother that is here today, Bless them this weekend. Bless the families. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being here this weekend. Happy Mother's Day. Enjoy your weekend together. You are dismissed.